everyone. Welcome to What's the Hook with Diane and Andy. We're in the Zoom room today because I am under the weather, but I, I can't desert Andy. I need my dose of Andy every week. And he's got some travel plans, so I'm just soaking it all in while I can. Yay. Um, thank you, Diane. And also, there's so much to talk about this week, Andy. Seriously. Because, oh, my God. We've been watching a lot of stuff. We really have. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll just dive right in because... I watched all of Shrinking. Andy, I can't remember if you kind of fell off a little bit or. Oh, I fell off a lot. You did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this was not for me. Well, the show's been picked (laughs) up for a second season. I know people love the show. It is like, I am definitely the outlier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my God. Sorry. I just have to say. So last week I made a bold statement. And I said that by this week, I would probably have watched Ted Lasso. Let me tell you how many episodes of Ted Lasso I've watched. Zero. So I failed. (laughs) Well, it's okay, because we often do not live up to our bold statements. (laughs) So it happens. Happens to the best of us. But back to shrinking, because the season finale dropped this week. Uh, It dropped yesterday or today. Or late last night. Jeez, I can't. I can't keep track of when these things drop. Um, and I have to say, overall, I think it was a really strong season, mostly due to an ensemble that literally does not have a weak link in it. And it starts with Jason Siegel, but everyone in that cast is rock solid, and you know it has a lot of heart in it, which is very, very Bill Lawrence and all of the writers that work on that show. But I got to say, you know, he gives his wife, Krista Miller, a lot of wonderful moments, a lot of really sweet moments. I think Jessica Williams comes out of it. She's such a scene stealer. And of course, as I keep saying, the comedy sensation that is Harrison Ford, because I cannot tell you how much I've laughed, you know, at Harrison Ford's delivery in of so many of his lines in shrinking. I mean, who knew, who knew Harrison Ford was, I think everybody knew he had sort of a dry sense of humor. Cause when you watch him as Han Solo years ago, or as Indiana Jones, he had a very dry, you know, sort of delivery, but also by the way, a great bonus, Wendy Malick turns up as his doctor. And then who becomes his girlfriend in shrinking which is really lovely always great to see wendy malick because she's fantastic um ted mcginley plays the husband of krista miller's character and he is just he's comedy gold he doesn't even do that much and he is comedy gold so if you haven't watched shrinking on apple tv plus i highly recommend it i think it was just a terrific season and I, I really enjoyed it. It's something I will definitely rewatch. Um, Andy, I meant to tell you we were talking about Swarm last week. Yeah, we were. And I thought about it all week, too. Me, too. And I've been reading some interviews with Dominique Fishback. And I there's a new piece up on Vulture that I'm going to read because I guess it's more of a deeper dive into it. There were also some things I was reading where, you know, some black culture writers were talking about how Donald Glover's attitude towards black women has not been kind over the years, which I guess I didn't realize, but they, so the, but I, interestingly, I respect. 
Tell me. Well, I listened to an interview. Was it Terry Gross? I can't remember actually, but it was an interview with Janine Neighbors, who you know was the co co showrunner. Is that right? With him, and she addressed that directly and said, "Look, his record of choosing me to make the show should speak for itself." Like she was very much saying that he is. That's that she's aware of that like whatever it is, rumor, reputation, whatever, and thinks it's not true. But of course she's going to say that because she's the co-showrunner. So it's an interesting conversation, but go ahead. I hope that means that they they had a good supportive working relationship. I like to think that's what it meant. I got the vibe that she definitely felt like this was a big opportunity for her that he delivered for her. And yeah. Well, it was a good experience. Just from watching Swarm, there is a lot to unpack in this show. There is a lot about inherited trauma and a lot about abuse and the systems that are in place to take care of children that don't have proper parents. Um, It's a very tragic story. It's a very sad story. And it's also pretty effing scary at times. It's just, there's a lot there. Like, I think by last week when we talked, um, it, it just aired the night before, I believe. Or we it had just, just dropped. It had yeah. just dropped. So we had just, I had just seen a couple of episodes. And I was very intrigued by it. But let me tell you, as the series goes on, I found it really disturbing. And and and, and because continues to be more disturbing as it goes along. Like, it's very violent. It's very scary. I thought it has like some real dark humor moments to it. Yes. But as it as it continues, it to me it it's much more scary than funny. I, I am a hundred percent in agreement with that, and I'm sure that was also the intention. There's so much commentary on toxic fan culture, on, on social media, on how these things affect our brains the just the effect of social media like that whole thing with the hive which is Mm -hmm. you know kind of an allegory for the beyonce hive but in terms of watching violence i honestly huh boy i have a lot of thoughts on this i think when kids are young that is not a good thing for them to watch i agree as someone as someone who is older i am especially sensitive to violent content. I am too. I I don't watch a lot of it. And I don't, I especially don't watch it at night because I find that it will keep me, I'm a bad sleeper. It will keep me awake. It will stick in my brain in the worst ways. So I, I have to watch it in daylight hours when I can go do something else. And I would suggest that to a lot of people. And also I'm, I'm just really careful. I, I have covered my eyes. If I think something's going to be really gross and gory, I I'll cover my eyes for a minute and wait for that moment to pass. Um, I guess I understand why creators feel the need to include those moments. You know, it's like, look, you're the one who sat through the whole Dahmer series. I did not. I, I can't take that. That's I, I I I can't stomach it. Literally, I just can't. Swarm, I think, is especially disturbing because of the mental illness aspect of it. Yes. Because there are so many factors that contribute to her situation. And they throw they throw so much into the mix in that show. 
the more I think about it, there's just, there's so many things that are thrown into it. And that's why it overwhelms you. And I think that was their intention. I do too. I think, I think watching, you know, the lack of remorse, the uh, kind of like flippancy with which she murders, um, uh, you know, watching people begging for their lives, but she doesn't have any feelings or, 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 you know, or just really like doesn't care. All of that stuff really gets under my skin. I mean, it's the reason I couldn't watch Game of Thrones. So, I mean, yes, there are certain things with violence that I can watch because if I feel like it, I, I guess for me, like if I feel like it's a psychological deep dive into a story, like which I did feel like Dahmer accomplished. I feel like it, 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 to me, it enlightened the uh, his story in a way that helped me process it better i guess oh, oh, okay but this this was much more because it's so stylistic and and kind of got has this like dark humor element to it 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 really like got under my skin well the reason it made sense also is because we sort of understand from the beginning that dominic fishback's character ray she has a certain amount of emotional detachment from everyone except Marissa. Yes. Her adopted, her adopted sister. And that emotional detachment is why she's a good serial killer. She doesn't have any emotional reaction. She doesn't have any emotional attachment. And when Marissa is no longer in the picture, she, all her feelings all her emotional feelings transferred to Nija, the 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 pop star that she's totally. in love with. And when she's with people in real life, which you know, as she's going about her journey of murdering people across the country, basically because they don't like Nija, you know, you can yes. watch her turn it on and off, like yes, when, when they opportunistically. So, like for instance, when she's there's that scene where she where the she's at the gym, you know, basically like. Um, yes. stalking somebody and this guy mistakes her for some other person and the, the commentary is basically that like white people think all black people look the same basically or it's you know and anyway and so the guy's being kind of obnoxious and like oh my god it's so good to see you even though he's you know she's never met him and um and she's very dismissive until she realizes he's going to help her get into the gym and then all of a sudden she turns it on and goes, oh, hi. Right. You know, and she does that several times throughout. And that is like, you know, kind of blood curdling to watch that. And then when it goes the other way and she realizes she doesn't like someone, you hear that brilliant little sound sting that. Eh, and you realize, yes. oh, boy, the evil switch has been turned. The sound. Oh, it was designed brilliant. on this show is brilliant. So good. Ah, anyway, so I'm going to read the deep dive. On culture, on vulture. I guess I just want to say my my takeaway is that like it it didn't give me enough. Like I wanted really like especially once I think it was episode is it five of six the the capsule episode which is like the play like the on a, a detective. The de it's basically like it's a standalone episode that is from the point of view of a detective who's investigating the crime, and I found that so riveting and so like it took that pressure off of having to live in. Dre's world and finally you know there's this like really competent capable detective looking at the case and you feel like oh thank god you know there's like some, well, and some also, release and also a black female detective which yeah. is very important to note because this yes. is a woman who okay. understands Dre's background 
and who understands her culture. And it's, it's so it was also yeah. a great commentary on kind of the true crime rage that is still going. Yeah. And all of the true crime content that we see every day. Well, and it was it was so interesting because she makes such an interesting point about black women fall through the cracks. And she she suspects that yes. this is a black woman who's committing these crimes, but has yes. been dismissed by you know the establishments like whatever, we don't see it. And she says, even as a serial kill killer, <clears throat> this black woman is falling through the cracks. And it's like, wow, that's a I did find that fairly profound and I loved that episode, but then it is completely drops. It's one episode and then there's no reference to it afterward. And I really wished it, I mean, it would have been a much easier pill to swallow if we had gone to see some like justice and, you know, and said, seen that be how they ended it, but they don't, they go back to Dre. Right. <laughs> well, it's also, it we, also yeah. go to the note that there haven't been a lot of female serial killers. So Dre is an outlier for so many reasons. And another reason is yeah. because she becomes a female serial killer. Spoiler alert. But I think everyone has watched so many. I, I think the show has created so much buzz, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> it's just, wow. It's It really, it really stays in your brain. Just It does. All the cheers for Janine Neighbors. Wow. What a show. What a show. Yeah. Um. Andy, another show that we have both watched is Unprisoned on Hulu. And Andy, we have to talk about it because this show, it's like what, eight? I think it's eight episodes. Yeah. We uh, both. Carrie, Carrie Washington it. stars, Delroy Lindo stars, and Marky Richardson, who was in um, Dear White People. And it's from the Onyx Collective group that is part of uh, Hulu. Andy, this show, this show, tell me. I think I'm the one that said to you, Andy, you have to watch this show. Yeah. And then you're like, I think you were almost done with it at that point, or maybe yes, you were halfway I was. done. And I then was. by the time we talked again, at least, I don't know, I, I think I finished it within 24, 36 hours. Like, it was <laughs> riveting. Oh, my God, what a show this is. Kerry Washington I, I, is so nice to spend time with, first of all. It's the and, truth. And I'm not familiar with Delroy Lindo. I, I just am not. And um, what a performance by him as the dad getting out of prison and the daughter who has massive, well-deserved trust issues, well-earned trust issues with him. Yes. Having yes. to decide what his role will be in her life, how much she is able to help him. Which and is complicated just, by the just fact emotionally, that emotionally, emotionally, because she's been abandoned by him multiple times throughout her life. And it's all complicated by the fact that she also allows him to live with her and her son. Yeah. And she's a therapist and she overthinks everything, which I think so many yes, of us can does. identify with. Yes, we can. And she deals with her own she's dealing with her own issues kind of in real time as he's there and by the way andy might not be familiar with delroy lindo but for those of you out there who are fans of the good fight or about the million and one movies that delroy lindo has been <laughs> in um delroy lindo is just literally just one of the great great 
actors out there. I, so I figured I figured I've missed the boat. You did. <laughs> You've missed the boat. Is, you have missed just, the boat. I just didn't know. Oh man. I mean, and I think part one of the many joys of this series is watching the two of them on screen together. They're so, so good together. There are some dream sequences that are gold. And I and I have to give all the props to Tracy McMillan, who's the executive producer of the show and wrote a lot of the episodes. She's just did a fantastic job. It's a very, very relevant issue considering the rate of incarceration, especially in the Black community. So this is a very, it's a timely issue. It's been timely for years. And the emotion of the show is handled so beautifully. There were moments where I got a little tired of Carrie Washington talking about her emotional chow chow because she kind of keeps going over and over and over and over. But as someone who is often very anxious and goes down a little spiral myself, I get it. And it is wonderful to watch the two of them together on screen. I I think they're great. I think they're absolutely great. I, I loved Unprisoned. I would want to see more of it. I hope they make more of it. Me too. They're, they're both very busy actors, uh, but I hope they can carve out time in their schedules to do it because it, it's absolutely terrific. You can find all the episodes of Unprisoned streaming on Hulu right now. And another show that we've both been watching is The Night Agent on Netflix. Uh, this is Sean Ryan's new show. And if you're a Sean Ryan fan, you've watched The Shield, the massive hit that starred Michael Chiklis on FX. Uh, you watched Terriers, a much too short-lived, wonderful FX show, and uh, Mad Dogs on Amazon Prime, as Andy reminded me. Um, but The Night Agent is about a young federal agent and a young woman that he has to protect when two of her relatives are suddenly murdered. Um, Andy, I think you're farther along. I think I'm about four episodes in on The Night Agent, which dropped yesterday on Netflix. I I know you were burning through this show. Tell me. Tell me everything. Yeah, I just, I couldn't stop once I started. I I, wow. I wasn't sure this would be the type of show for me. Um, you know, it's a, it's, like you said, it's a twisty kind of um, spy thriller, and you know I'm I'm real hit or miss on that type of thing. But I found it riveting, and I couldn't stop. I think the lead Gabriel Basso is incredibly um, easy to watch and <laughs> uh, and great in this role. Um, you know, it's this is another great performance from Hong Chao, who's everywhere I these with days. That. I like seeing playing her. his playing his boss. Well, kind of his boss. He's no, he's no, got it's this his boss. Well, kind of because he works for the FBI. She works for the, the White House. Um, the White House, and so he's like got this kind of dual role, which yeah. sets up a lot of opportunity for intrigue. Um, but I, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I'm not done with it, but I'm probably about six of ten episodes into it, and so far, just I, it's it's great. Yeah, I'm either on. I think I'm on five actually. And Lucy Ann Buchanan is the other uh, main co-star with Gabrielle Basso. And they're sort of, it has a chase element to it because what they discover is that there is something, there's some funny business going on at the White House. 
That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody since it just dropped. But also another familiar TV face, Enrique Murciano, also plays one of the White House higher-ups. And it moves at a pretty good clip, which is another thing I like about it and sort of a trademark of Sean Ryan shows. Um, so yeah, if that, if this is your genre, if this is something that, you know, this kind of show like you like, um, Andy, I'm shocked that you burn, you're burning through it so quick. Wow. I am too. I am too, but you're an an excellent binger, Andy. I I like to binge. I really do. You do. I have such a hard time with the week to week, uh, just keeping up with what goes on with things. (laughs) My brain just completely resets itself. Like, and like, there's no continuity that is contained within my thought processes from week to week. I swear to God. So if I can just sit down and watch something all the way through, it's like, I get it so much easier. Like, I totally la- understand. I finally finished the last of us, which I love. Yeah. But oh, okay. I, just, I couldn't do it week to week. I just wow. had such a hard time being like, where are we? What's happening? And then when I finally could sit down and finish the rest of the episodes, it was, you know, I, I loved it. It was great. Um, the other show, speaking of week to week, I just want to make sure we mention Lucky Hank over on AMC, AMC Plus, if you are subscribing to AMC Plus, because Bob Odenkirk and Murray Enos are starring in this new show. And Bob Odenkirk plays a university professor at a sort of mid-level university. And he's a <laughs> yeah. he's an English professor. Pointedly mid-level university. <laughs> yeah. And it's the a end- very different tonal shift from, you know, Better Call Saul. But man. It is always great to see Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, so, I love him. What did you what so what did you think of this overall? Like I'll listen, I want to say what I thought. I liked this, but it's real hard to go from Saul to this like real kind of low stakes drama where the biggest thing that happens in the first episode and this is not a spoiler because it's within the first five minutes is that he calls the university mediocre and the students in it mediocre to their faces basically um and then that you know and then he's like uh threatened with you know losing his position of chair of the english department um and that's about it. <laughs> There's not much else that happens. And it's, you know, I don't know. It reminded me, did you watch The Chair with Sandra? Oh, I can't remember. I did. I did watch it. Um, and I think that might be one of the only shows I've ever liked her in. Interesting. Okay. I thought that was an interesting show just because of the ensemble and because I felt like it gave her a lot to do. It was more than one note, which I really enjoyed. Um, and as I recall, it also had Jay Duplass in it, and I am a sucker. Yeah, he's for great. Any show that Jay Duplass is in, because I think he is just Chef's Kiss wonderful anytime he shows up on screen. Um, and or, or behind the camera, frankly, because he's a he's a good director as well. Um, I like Lucky Hank. I'm totally fine with seeing Bob Odenkirk in this entirely new setting, yeah, new story. Um it, yeah, I'm very a, different. <laughs> no crime also, involved. Well, I we don't know that yet. I'm well, also okay. That's true. That's true. I, I'm also okay with something that has less tension. Yeah. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I wa- it's I nice you- to have something that's just kind of easy TV sometimes, <laughs> and more like of an adult drama that's and that's just yes. about people living their lives and isn't quite so high stakes. There is something 
to be said for that, for some comfort watching. Uh, I also sense there are some upheavals looming for his character at home. It might not be at school, but it might be at home. So that's my yeah, the theory. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The so, wife may have other ideas for what she's looking for in her life. So we'll see. Um, the other thing I've been watching that I just cannot make Andy watch is Daisy Jones and the Six. And the final two episodes dropped last night. And I got to tell you, the season finale, it packed quite the emotional wallop. I have to just, I have to give it to the writers. They just packed it all in there, man. There's a lot of, there's a lot of tears. There's not a whole lot of happiness. There's a wonderful sequence because the band plays a show in my hometown of Chicago, Illinois at the legendary soldier field. And all the shit goes down in, in the finale. So um, I think maybe I'll wait until next week to talk more about it. till people have had a chance to watch, but I think they did a good job with this show. I think a lot of people who read the book are happy with it, but here's my question. I don't have a lot of friends who are talking to me about this show. And that's, you know, I'm just wondering, I, I don't know. There was, there's been a lot written about it, but I don't know how buzzy it really is. And I'm curious. And Andy, why did it not interest you? Ah, uh, well, I think, I think my takeaway, it's a good question. I think I, last week I mentioned that I just found it like, like it felt like a very sanitized version of this world of the Sunset Strip oh, okay. rock and roll scene. Okay. And it just felt a little like a little sanitized to me. Um, but I mean, how, how, I mean, honestly, like how often these days do we feel like we have people talking about the same show at once? Like, I mean, it's happening with swarm. I feel like a lot it of happened, it happened with it. the last of us. Definitely with the last of us. That's so it's true. Gonna- and it's going to happen with Succession and Yellow Jackets. That's true. You're right. But I feel like it's less, it's it's so hard these days for a show to break through, you know, right. just to like a mass amount of people at the same time. And part of it's because some of these shows that are um, that are airing week to week do have that opportunity to sort of like gain momentum as they go. And, you know, when it's like the, anyway, like people can... You know, it's like you can talk about it because only so many episodes are out versus like these bingeable shows where somebody watches it all at once. Somebody doesn't, you know, it's like, it's like the timing. Yeah. Like for those water cooler moments just gets harder and harder to find, I think, which is, which is kind of unfortunate. I mean, I think it's very unfortunate because I think a lot of shows could benefit from that, but just don't get the opportunity to. And sometimes they're just sort of swept away before they have a chance to build so the sea the sea of streaming content um and 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 a show and a show i don't want everyone to forget about that is dropping today on hulu it's called up here and it is a musical series but please do not be put off by that may whitman (laughs) may whitman stars in it and if you watch good girls or parenthood you know who may whitman is she's she's wonderful she's a wonderful actress this is a really beautiful story about a woman who is in a marriage that isn't quite what she hoped it would be. So she strikes out to find the life that she wants. I've watched a few episodes. I think it's lovely. I really like it. I think it's because I like her so much. Um, and I love the musical because, as Andy knows, I am a sucker for all things <laughs> musical. 
it is called uh, again that is up here it is now all episodes now streaming on hulu so i recommend please check it out another reminder the new season of the mandalorian has begun on disney plus uh, i'm not sure how many episodes they dropped for the premiere but that uh is also streaming right now but andy oh god i have to mention one other thing that you have no interest in um the first three episodes of the new season of the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip in Thailand dropped on Peacock yesterday. And anyone who's a Real Housewives fan has to admire this lineup, this all-star lineup of Candace Dillard-Bassett, Giselle Bryant from Potomac, Alexia Napola and Marisol Pattern from the Real Housewives of Miami, Heather Gay and Whitney Rose from Salt Lake City, Leah McSweeney, the newly, the the recently sober Leah McSweeney from uh, Real Housewives of New York, and the big return. The big news is the return of Portia Williams from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, just watch these three episodes because there is some television gold in this, um, and they're in Thailand. And please, there is a houseman who kind of a house concierge who is staying at the property where the women are staying. And Andy, I'm not lying. His name is Pepsi. <laughs> and he is, this guy is going to be the breakout star of 2020. Is this the I first time it. they've done a show with housewives from the different no, cities? This is the third, this is the third season of Ultimate Girls Trip, well, baby. Oh, there we go. I missed the boat on that. Okay. Like, I know, but this is not your universe. <laughs> and that's okay. I don't, I hold nothing. This is not your jam. This is what I talk about, like when you go out of town on business. This is what I talk about with my guest co-host. We <laughs> yes, talk about Bravo yes. without you. So, <laughs> um, but let's talk about the big dueling premieres. I, they're not even really dueling. I was going to say it's Yellow Jackets versus Succession, but the Yellow Jackets premiere episode is now streaming on the Showtime Anytime streaming service. So if you have access to that, you may have already watched it if you're part of the Yellow Jackets Hive. Um, succession, no such luck. Us, plebe, uh, us plebes have to wait until Sunday night, you know, to watch it air on HBO. Andy, are, which one are you more excited about? Oh, God, that's a good question. Uh, Yellow Jackets, I think. Oh, and I'm more excited for Succession far and away. I love Succession. I recognize excellence when I see it, and I know Succession is excellent. It's a harder show for me to spend time with um, because it's kind of, I don't know. Anyway, I don't even want to, I don't even care. I don't even want to judge it because I think it's a great show. Um, it's just the <laughs> characters are just such assholes. That's, that's the thing. So it's another one that I will want to sit down and binge a bit because I think I'll, I'll get more out of it that way. It does. I have to say, I've been rewatching the previous seasons and it that succession does make for a great binge as does yellow jackets, by the way, because but man, Yellow Jackets, it gives me chills when I watch it. It is, there is some spooky shit in that show. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's just the cast is so fun yes. in yes. Yellow Jackets. Um, and it's been delightful because Melanie Linsky has been making a lot of appearances to support, you know, the premiere and Christina Ricci as well, which is, and it's wonderful to see them. They had a big premiere in LA the other night. Uh, the other great thing, 
Brian Cox has been making a lot of appearances to support I, Succession. <laughs> I've, I've read probably every interview he's and given. Honest to God, he gives they, great interviews. He says way too much, and, <laughs> and God bless him for it because he does not hold back. He thinks the method acting, he thinks the method bullshit. acting is he just it's bullshit, and, and can't stand <laughs> Jeremy Strong when he's in character. <laughs> Oh, I just love it. And, you know, everybody who's been interviewing him, you know, people are fans of the show and they're like, oh, you know, so sad it's ending. And so he's nice. And he says, you know, I'll miss the cast. I'll miss the crew. But in one of his interviews, I think he said something. He goes, you know, I'm okay. He's like, I like the ends of things. And I was like, I get it. You know, you have one gig for a while. That's also very much an actor. You have one gig for a while. Yeah. And then you go to another gig. Well, and he's had an epically long and successful and illustrious career. So, and which I like actually learned more about recently. I, I, um, because, uh, you know, people were saying, well, who is he to like make these big condemnations of method acting? And it's like, well, he's kind of like a, a genius and he's been like a major actor for his entire life. So, yes, he does like have a very strong and respected voice in that arena. And uh, so, so that it also kind of makes sense to him. This is not like his big break. <laughs> you know, like exactly. He's been around doing great, you know, great things for a long well, it's time. Also, this is a guy who played Hannibal Lecter in one of the silence of the lambs movies. And, and, you know, this is also Brian Cox was also in like one of the suit, one of the broken lizard movies. I think he was in super troopers too. And he played like a police cop and he's very, you know, he's very funny as you can see from succession, but my God, the man is just a brilliant, brilliant actor. You know, and yes, he's been in a zillion different things. And he's a big stage so, actor, too, I think. Very right? much. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Um, the other premieres to remind everybody about Love is Blind season four dropped on Netflix today. So I'm sure the unscripted folks will be loving that. Also on Sunday. But, you know, yours to savor when you wish. Paramount Plus has the first two episodes of Kiefer Sutherland's new show, Rabbit Hole. And I got to tell you, Kiefer Sutherland in a in an action thriller, always worth watching. This is just beautifully produced. Again, a, a really solid ensemble of actors. But man, he's great. He hasn't lost a step. He's terrific. Uh, I think they shot in Toronto for New York. Uh, it is a good, tautly written show. And it is premiering this Sunday, March 26th on Paramount+. Plus. So let's see. I think that's all I have for the moment. Well, we haven't talked about extrapolations. Oh, my goodness. Andy, bring us home. Yes. I forgot. Uh, this is a very interesting show on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, a lot of big names in it. You know, Meryl Streep, of course, being, you know, the queen of, of everything. Um, David Schwimmer. Um, Kit Harrington. Just- Kid Harrington, who's you know, gorgeous as usual. Yeah. Um, major, major star power in this show. It's, uh, I'd call it a fairly heavy handed drama about climate change. So it's um, set in, I think, 2037 and beyond. It jumps around. It jumps around and it takes a look at uh, kind of how different scenarios may play out with climate change. Right. And, uh, 
it's not getting the warmest of reviews, um, but I, and I get it. It's a little clunky. The writing is a little, uh, ham fisted, ham fisted is yeah, the phrase yeah, you're looking yeah. for. They kind of march around saying things that are very obvious and like making big proclamations. And it's very, very earnest though. Um, yeah, but I'm actually finding it super addictive and, I powered through like three episodes and I like actually am excited to watch more. So I think it's portrayal of the future is very fascinating. It's very okay. dark, which I'm always kind of down for like a, a um, apocalyptic really? <laughs> sci-fi show. Okay. Yeah, I kind of am. It's kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> and just the, the depictions of like, you know, part of it takes place in Miami and it's on, you know, it's going underwater and they're trying to decide which buildings to save and the, Polar ice cap is melted and now developers are, you know, trying to get in there and build. And it's um, so I'm actually finding a lot of that really interesting just as potential scenarios that may play out. Um, Oh, we forgot to mention David Diggs plays a very central role as a rabbi who. um, That might have been my favorite thing ever was seeing David Diggs as a rabbi. He's terrific. He's my favorite part of the show, actually. I think he brings a lot of heart and soul to the show. He does. Um, he brings yeah. that to anything he does. Yeah, he's amazing. And Meryl, <laughs> Meryl Streep is voicing the thoughts of a whale. Because in the future, the technology is able to translate the thoughts. Okay, now of I us. have to watch more. Yeah. I wanted to watch the yes. first episode. Now yeah. I have so to watch she's, more. She's like narrating the thoughts of a whale, of a humpback whale that may be the last one on the, in, in, in existence. So there's a lot of really interesting ideas to this show that I'm enjoying. Um, I There's been kind of some discussion of like, maybe this is how we get people to understand climate change is if we portray it in popular culture. I don't think this show is going to change anybody's minds. I just think it's too, um, it's just, it's, I, think I don't it's know. Too, I just don't. I think it's too preachy and I think it's too ham-fisted. Yes, that's a good but word, preachy. All of that said, I, I always admire good intentions and I, I, you know, and here's the thing. I always hate to criticize things when I can't say, Hey, here's how I think you might do it better because I feel like criticism is always valid, but it should be constructive. Um, and you know, you should always have maybe a suggestion of, Hey, I wish they had tried it this way, or I wish they had done this. Uh, Yeah. I I think overall it could have just been, um, toned down about 10%, especially the writing. And I think it says, I think it's one of those cases of show me rather than tell me there's a lot of, um, exposition in the dialogue that I think could probably is probably already kind of obvious to anybody watching it. Um, Matthew Rees plays, uh, you know, an evil developer, you know, who's got connections to Russia. And it's a little bit of a cart. It's, oh, it's borderline cartoonish. Cartoon oh, that's just a perfect description, Andy. Perfect. <laughs> but, but again, I'm kind of hooked. So it's wow. for me. Okay. Then I'm going to watch more. And, you know. Yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta watch the part with the whale. <laughs> and we gotta talk about that because it's, I, I'm emotionally pretty impacted by it. It was. Clearly. It was, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And finally, I'm gonna I, I will add a last note. Andy might not be watching Ted Lasso, but I am. And the newest episode has a really interesting story element because the team gets a superstar player. So it's kind of a wild card that's thrown into the mix for Richmond. And it's very interesting how it affects team dynamics. 
And that's a big theme of Ted Lasso, because a lot of the show is about leadership and friendship and mentorship and how teams do or don't function together. So I'm really enjoying the new season. I'm enjoying that they've put this element into the show. I still think the show is clicking on a lot of cylinders. I don't know if we mentioned it last week, but the episodes are longer this season. I'm still not sure that's a good thing, but I really like the show, so I'm just going with it. Uh, And I guess that's all I got. Uh, Andy, what a week. We watched a lot of stuff. We did. We did. It's a, it's, there's a lot of stuff out there. So, and more, more to come with Succession and Yellow Jackets, which we'll oh. definitely have to talk about next week. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for Succession. I'm just, I'm so, so excited for it. I'm so, so excited for it. Uh, and I don't, I don't even mind that it's going to be week to week. And I know we're coasting towards the end of the series, but oh, I'm so in love with this show. Anyway, everyone out there, hope you have a, a great weekend, a great week. Stay safe out there. And we'll talk to you next week. 